This is Jamie Coffey, and you're now listening to Northern California's number one soccer-specific podcast, the Sacktown FC Podcast. What's going on, Sacramento soccer fans, and welcome to the number one soccer-specific podcast in Northern California, the Sacktown FC Podcast. Powered by Reboot and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Check them out at roughneckscarves.com and raise your game today. My name's John, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Luis. Luis, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, enjoying the better weather out there. I know this week we had really crazy hot weather and just, you know, glad we don't have thunder like you guys did last night over there. So, yeah, feeling pretty good about the weather. So today we have the privilege to speak with someone whose voice we are used to hearing at every home game for the Republic. She is a pioneer for women in her industry for being a public address announcer, along with the likes of Renelle Brooks Moon. She grew up with soccer in her blood, and her passion for the game can be heard whenever a Republic goal was scored. Joining us via the Vincuni Dreamline is Jamie Coffey. Jamie, how are you doing today? I'm good, guys. It's good to be here. Happy to talk to you. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to join us. We know uh, things are a little up in the air now with soccer and in our in our community. So thank you for uh, sitting down with us to, to chat. Yeah, I'm definitely missing it. Missing it. We should have had a game last night. I mean, we should all have been sitting at Papa Murphy's last night watching a match. We should have, yeah, park mm-hmm. and match. It was all all sharing some gummy worm or new glory beer, right? Uh, yes so uh jb you growing up you you had some dabbling in soccer can you tell us how you fell in love with the with the game you know like like most kids in this country i grew up playing soccer um in fact i I actually remember the name of my very first team it was the silver streaks our little uniforms were were raiders colors they were silver and black and um it was a co-ed team and like most little kids it's like their the ball is bigger than their head and they're out there just running around picking daisies and sitting on their butts and um i have no idea what what position i played back then and it was just a lot of running around i remember orange at halftime but i grew up playing soccer and i played through high school and um I, i didn't play in college i was more of a competitive drinker in college and then um, after college, I, I started missing it again. So I went back and played in the, in the rec leagues, probably in my late 20s. And uh, I played indoor. I played outdoor. And I played up until I tore my ACL in 2016. And I haven't played since. Doesn't mean I haven't wanted to. I've, I've definitely thought about it. I'm um, probably in a ton better, more shape now than I was back when I was playing. I think I'm in the best shape of my life now. So there's a good chance I will, I will make a return to the game, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I grew up playing, so I fell in love with the game early on and, and never let it go. Well, we are planning on having a five V five tournament here whenever, whenever we're able to organize that. So you know, if you, if you want to be a part of that, then. Hey, if it's a 40 and over, I'm not trying to play with 20 year olds. I'm not, I I definitely (laughs) can't keep up with them. (laughs) We we might have to have divisions to run with them, but they're definitely way more physical and I do not need to tear any more body parts. I had a great surgeon though. In fact, my surgeon was the same one who, um, did, why can't I think right now? Hold on, hold on. We literally came out of surgery back to back 
uh, at the same time. And it was it was another Republic player. And I'm having a brain fart right now. Hold on. It it'll come back to me at the wrong, inappropriate moment. About 20 minutes into this in- interview, I'm going to yell out his name for no reason at all. <laughs> That's all right. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit and piece it together. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So Jamie, you know, uh, we know the year 2013 came about and, you know, this whole concept of us having a team in Sacramento came about. I remember that day. I was so stoked. I always wanted a team that wasn't, you know, in the Bay Area, something that was more, felt more like it was in the Valley. Um, Republic came about and, you know, we know you've been with the Republic since that first match. Um, Tell us, you know, what what has it been like for you to, to be with the team since the beginning? You know, it, it was great. I came about actually about June 7th. I think their, their inaugural match, because I have the photos sitting on my desk right here, um, April 25th against Harrisburg. Um, and it was when they played at the City College here. And um, I got a call from Maurice Brazelton asking me if I would fill in. And I was like, okay. You know, it was, it was in June. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. And I hadn't done soccer before. I mean, yes, I grew up playing it, so I knew the game. But uh, Maurice knew my work because we worked together for nine seasons with the Sacramento Monarchs, which is where I started as a public address announcer back in 2001. And, um, and I, back then, had never done any level of sports at that point other than playing. I had never been a PA announcer, not at the high school level, not at the college level. I just went straight for the professional level. I mean, why mess around? So um, he was familiar with my work. He brought me in in 2014 to do that. Um, And super excited, very intimidated when I walked up, saw the size of the stadium. I saw how packed it was, but felt very comfortable when I realized I was in a booth, you know, with two guys that I was so familiar working with when I worked uh, for the Monarchs. And it was like, coming home. It was like working with my family. And, um, you know, I looked over and I saw Rob McAllister, who I was familiar with. He was in a couple booths over. We weren't even in the same booth and, uh, just saw familiar faces. So I felt good. Um, and, and again, it was, it was indoors. It was air conditioned, which was a lot different than now because we work out in the ridiculous heat that we have here in Sacramento. And, um, it just, it felt really good. And when I walked away at the end of it, I was like, Hey, that went really well. Didn't think anything of it. I just assumed I was filling in because someone was sick and, um, I was out paddling along on in a kayak on, um, I was out paddling along in Lake Tahoe in a kayak when um, my cell phone rang, which I of course had with me and I picked it up and it was Erica Bjork from the Republic. And she offered me the job and I, didn't even realize that I had auditioned for the job. Apparently they had been through a couple of different people and she offered me the job. And of course I said, yes. So it was a very memorable um, place to get a job offer right in the middle of Lake Tahoe. And um, you know, it was 2014. Here we are 2020 and I'm still here. I mean, every season that I get to come back, it's to me a privilege because I never know. It's not like I'm a, full-time employee there. I have a regular job. I, you know, have my eight to five job and this is something I do on the side, but I'm very passionate about. And, um, you know, I spend most of my year with soccer because it does, it starts as early as, 
you know, it started as early as February and it goes into November now. So um, it takes up a lot of my year, but the other part of it is spent with basketball and uh, the occasional random sport that they have at Papa Murphy's lacrosse or rugby. They've sucked me in to do those too. And I got to tell you, I hadn't even watched a rugby match before I did one. And I was like, this is awesome. So I've gotten a lot of great opportunities. Um, you know, it, it's definitely, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm very confident in my work. Um, but I also, a lot of the jobs that I've picked up over almost the 20 years that I've been doing this, there's been a connection and it all goes back to where it all started when I was doing the WNBA stuff at Arco. Um, and the people that I met along the way have since gone out and it's what led me to the Republic and working with the Republic led me to working for the U S women's national team on occasion when they come to the Bay area. So, um, you know, fingers crossed, it leads me to the Olympics when they happen, hopefully next summer. Could you imagine the difference in your preparation? Had you been told that that particular time would have been an interview? Or oh, it would have been so much more stressful. It would have been as stressful as, like, it was the same thing when they asked me to come fill in for Scott Moke at a Kings game. Um, they asked me to fill in. I thought nothing of it. I, here I am at work, my regular job, doing my thing, and phone rings at 11 a.m. They said, hey, can we put you on standby? Scott's got the flu. And I was like, sure. One o'clock. Okay, we need you to be here at 4.30. Oh, Okay. So I get there at 4.30 and they're like, okay, we have a press release and there's some media that wants to interview you. You're the first woman to ever do an NBA game. I'm like, really? Uh, okay. So, um, you know, and I'm fine. I'm comfortable in front of, I, I spent, you know, a decade in broadcast and I work now as a, you know, spokesperson for a, a statewide law enforcement agency, which I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable speaking to people. I'm, you know, I don't have a problem with it, but it, it was a little stressful when you find out you're the first and now it's a big deal. Here I am. I'm just showing up to do my thing. And it would have been the same thing with the Republic. Okay. We're looking at you to possibly bring you into this full time. So I'm glad I didn't know, to be honest with you. You're right. I'm glad I didn't know. I can only imagine like the sweaty palms, right? Like the choking of the voice here or there. Cause you're just like, you're on edge, right? Uh, anytime you go in for an interview, it's always that way. So that's, yeah, I that's still cool. get nervous. I, I even first game of every season, I'm still nervous. I mean, it, the, the nerves go away as the season goes, but the first game back, you're always, you know, every tournament I'm, cause I do a lot of basketball tournaments and you, you're still, cause people are staring at you. Um, and that's, that's kind of one thing I like about being the PA versus the MC. They're staring at the MC. They're looking at you. You're up on the big screen, but as the PA, they just hear you. You're like the voice of the arena. God, you know, you, you're, you're just this voice, but you don't have a body, a disembodied voice. And I like, I kind of like being that I like being heard and not seen a voice in the heavens. I like it. Yes. <laughs> So how hard has it been not to have uh, – we've missed so many games. And now at 10, if I'm correct, almost 10 home games. Yeah, I keep the schedule up on my fridge, and it makes me sad every time I go to get something out of it. And I look, and just like like last night, I was looking at it going, oh, I should be in a match right now. And then, you know, because there's usually a couple a month. And um, 
but I look forward to them. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough watching the season pass by and, and not knowing there really is a sense of uncertainty because I know when this first all unfolded in March, um, they, it was kind of left like, all right, there was a hope that maybe May 30th we'd be coming back. And I don't think anybody knew how big this thing really was going to get. Um, and I still don't think we know, um, you know, cause you, you slowly see uh, people are getting antsy. They're ready to, they're anxious to go back. Um, you know, but the state's rolling things out in phases and what are we in phase two and, you know, wow, we can finally get our hair done, which I don't know that that's a big deal to you guys. Cause you pull out a razor and you shave it. <laughs> but um, I am not putting a razor to my head and there's a lot of work that goes into this blonde. There's a reason it's blonde. So it's not gray. Uh, I was rocking the pandemic hair for a while, but fortunately uh, I was able to sneak in and see my hairstylist. And I also have another appointment next weekend and God, I've missed them. Now let's get the nail salons back open because mama needs a pedicure. But oh. I, I miss it. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to come back. I'm very anxious. I know the fans are. I'm, I really, I got a chance to talk to Rob and Connor last week, and it's family. These guys are family. I mean, I spent, they're, I spend my summer with them. They're like my summer break buddies. You know, I feel like I haven't gotten to go to summer camp this year. So, I, and I've been teleworking, too, for my regular job. So this is human contact is everything and I miss it. That's part of your daily routine and not having it. It's almost like you need it more now, I guess. And then when you get back, it's like, can you ever get enough? I was putting on hair and makeup to go to target. Like that was a big day out. I'm like, let's go to, let's go to Lowe's or home Depot. I was so (laughs) excited just because those were essential and it got me out of the house. I love my dogs, but I need some new coworkers. I mean, I'm getting tired of watching them sleep while I work all day. That's how I was with golf. I was like, I have three kids at home. They're all just going crazy. I'm like, I'm going to go golf nine holes. It's open. We're gone. So. Yeah. I've definitely been running a heck of a lot more just to get outside of the house. I don't care. The other day I ran and it was already like 98 degrees. And I'm like, I don't care. I just want to go outside. It's been bad. It's uh, the heat, at least. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's like you, you walk out and the wind is blowing and it's just hot wind. And you're like, <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. Now I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully loving the 80, you know, degree days we're having over the weekend, but it's, it'll come back. I mean, it's, we're just rolling into June here. So it's coming back. Those 110 days, man, 110 degree days are right around the corner. Ooh, I sound like Eeyore when I said that because I'm so just <laughs> down about that idea. Yeah, I mean, I think if there's any positive out of that is that at least, you know, we're not having to be at a game where it's so hot that we're just waiting for it to get dark so it's not as, as intense. So I guess there's, yeah. there's something positive on that. Yeah, I, I always felt bad for, like, the players. I mean, we're, yes, we're sitting in it, but they're out there running around and they're getting really hot. I mean, I felt bad for that. I've watched fans sit in the stands that have come – early on before the game. And I've literally watched a woman just pass out because of the heat. I'm like, and I grew up in Fresno, so I'm used to this heat. You know, I, I, it's fine. You know, I, I go in, I get my air conditioning. Um, but yeah, 
I, I, I love the fall. That's my favorite season. I, I, I like spring minus the allergies, but man, I wish I had a pool sometimes. <laughs> I feel that, that need, that necessity for a pool. And I see oh, them turn the, the sprinklers on before a match. And I'm like, do you think I'd care if I went down there and ran around on the field for a while? Because I could really go for some slip and slide. <laughs> That's right. That'd be fun. Giant slip right? and slide after the match. I'm in. Let's do it. Remember the giant inflatable toilet? What if we could fill that with water and just sit in it? They used to have that giant inflatable toilet back when it was Bonnie. Bonnie, yeah. I'm, I miss the giant inflatable toilet. I don't I have no idea what happened to it, but I would totally inflate that and fill it with water and sit in it. That wouldn't. <laughs> I can't say that'd be very sanitary like, but it would. It would be interesting to see you call a game from it. Let's say that. Sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Big Bonnie toilet. That's your seat, right? Looking down at your perch. Yes. That'd be interesting. <laughs> You hear a giant flush sound every time a goal goes in. <laughs> well, they have the they have the foghorns at Giants game. That could that could have been something. See, look, we're coming up with ideas. They could have. I'm not sure what kind of sounds you make for pizza, but uh, oven oven ding, an oven ding. There you go. The hmm. timer goes off. You know. There we are. Yeah, that's when the game starts. Your game starts. Yeah, that would be. We're getting them ideas, Papa Murphy. So if they're hearing us, then you're welcome, <laughs> Sacred Republic. You're welcome. <laughs> So, you know, speaking of weather and, and games, too, I'm kind of curious. I don't know if you recall uh, last season, that game against uh, El Paso, where we had just horrible weather. I don't know where it just started raining. There was like hail. There was oh, a lot the of tornado game. Was this yeah. the tornado game when everyone had to flee? Yeah. I was going to ask you, what, what was your experience in that game? Like, were, did they just have you there waiting? You were just kind of wondering, like, are we yeah, playing? Are I, we not? I apparently expected to go down with the ship, I guess, because I mean, I wasn't allowed to leave. I had to sit there and make the announcements. <laughs> I realized that's the that's the role of the PA, I guess. So, um, uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. It, it was. I think I probably pulled out my camera and I've got some video of it um, from it from it happening. But um, that was either I, I don't remember if that happened before or after I did the College World Series in in Oklahoma. Um, that was a full-blown tornado thing that happened there. They literally cleared everyone. They made them leave the, the field. They could go to their cars or whatever, but they had to get out of the stands. They had people that, you know, that were working that ran down to the field to cover it. The gust of wind came and blew everyone in the air. And it was, I got that on video too, because that, you know, as a girl from California, it's kind of exciting. I'm like, ooh, tornadoes. Yeah. I mean, all we have here are earthquakes and fires. I was getting to see like full-blown Kansas stuff, you know. Dora kept sitting waiting for Dorothy and Toto to go by. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was the same thing. I thought, really? Is there? And as soon as I saw the lightning, I'm like, is this safe? We're standing on metal bleachers. I mean, what happens if the lightning hits us? Are we going to die? So, and we're around all that electrical equipment, but I go, you know, it's kind of exciting. And I I don't even think we didn't, did we finish? I, I can't remember if we finished or not that night, but um, it was, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. It was probably one of the more exciting weather related things that has occurred while we've been there. We've had fires we've dealt with, you know, when it's, the smokes come and uh, although I don't know that was the healthiest, but we've had matches that have been called off because of it. I think there was a 4th of July match 
around the 4th of July in one year that got called because of the players. So seems like there's always something every season. Yeah, so, so we, we did finish that game, but it wasn't until like probably like 30 minutes after it had been called off. And then I know I, I went down and, now, you know, everyone, I kind of went down the bleachers thinking they were safe, you know, and uh, being under them. But it was actually worse because there's water coming down. It was yeah. really bad. And there's a lot of uncertainty with the fans because nobody knew if the game was going to come back or whatnot. And then out of nowhere, they just start playing again. And we're like, wait, what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, no we, were, anything. we were monitoring. I remember we were monitoring the weather. We had like the Doppler thing, you know, this <laughs> radar we were watching. And we were watching the different colors and the cells. And we're like, oh, this isn't going to be good. Look at it over here in the Bay Area. And that's going to be here soon. And um, the hardcore, the hardcore fans stuck around, um, and kudos to them because I got to tell you, I don't know if I could have, if I, if I wasn't working, I don't know that I could have stuck around for that. I don't think there's enough beer in the stadium for me to stick around that long. I, I see you. I see you thinking about it. Your wheels are turning there. There, there probably is more than enough, and I'm sure they have truck backups too. So you would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah I was wondering them. if we were going to get to start drinking at any point. You know, <laughs> only if it came close to like the end, the the end lines. Like they'd be like, okay, you can run, and you you'd probably just run and grab beers. Yeah, that that's how it would work. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Jamie, we know that. Um, you were close to have, you know, called the 2020 uh, Women's Final Four. Tell us, you know, what would have that been like for you? It's like a bucket list for me. Um, I have I have a few things on my bucket list that I would like to do as a PA announcer anyway. I mean, obviously, I have non-work related bucket list items. Um, I've been chasing that dream for over six years because I remember I when someone asked me about it years ago. Um, I never even thought that I would be an option for doing something like that. I just assumed they used whoever, wherever they did it. I never really thought much about it. Um, but then someone told me they were looking for a PA announcer and I was like, okay. So I put a demo reel together and, um, it was the first time I'd put a demo reel together since being in broadcast and, um, which if you're in broadcast, stay on top of those things because, that's a nightmare to try to piece together, you know, years after. And I'm not, I've always been bad about gathering my best stuff. Um, I hate listening to myself. It'll be a struggle for me to sit through this podcast and listen to myself. No offense to you guys. I've just never been one to listen to myself. I don't know why. I just am very judgy when it comes air, air to checking me. Is, air checking is a, is a unique skill. It's, it's horrible. I, I just, I don't. It's funny because I used to have someone who he would, one of my bosses say, I could sit there and listen to you read the phone book. And I'm like, it's just weird, but um, I didn't get it. I never got that it was anything special, um, but something must be doing. It must be right because I keep getting opportunities. Um, so to, to have been able to call the women's final four would have been a dream come true. I, I hope that they will still consider using me next year. Um, assuming that it happens. I know this year we're supposed to be in new Orleans. That would have been awesome, but also was a hotbed kind of thing when this whole pandemic broke out. Um, you know, so I'm, I guess, 
on one hand, I should be grateful that I wasn't in New Orleans for it, but um, I don't know what sports is going to look like moving forward. I, I'd love to see it go back to what it was, but I, I truly don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we can't hide forever, I feel like, but I think it's just going to be a matter of time. And, and, and is it months? Is it, is it years? Is it, what, what is it? But I, I'd like to see it go back to packed stadiums and packed arenas. And um, because there's nothing better than experiencing a match, a game in person. You know, live events are awesome. Yeah, it's a lot different. And unfortunately, we're, we're seeing how different it is with Bundesliga and they're piping in crowd noise to, to draw interest. So there's always those aspects too, but I, I definitely miss my, my live sports. I know that for, for a fact, but on the idea of live sports um, here in America, at least the NWSL is now um, going to be the first league to come up with that has come up with a plan to play and will be playing in Utah starting in June. What are your thoughts about them getting on the field and playing a game? Well, so they won't have any spectators there. So that's, that's where, where me as a PA, I go, okay, well, is there a need for a PA? Um, because it's funny, when, when this all went down, uh, when it first started, I was working a tournament in Vegas. Um, and it was the men's Pac-12 men's basketball tournament. And midway through the third game of the day, so it was in the evening, the evening session, we had to make an announcement that they were going to continue playing the tournament, but there would be no fans there. And that was the first time in my career I had ever been booed. I also got that on tape, too, because I was like, oh, I need this. I say tape. That's so old school. I recorded it on my phone. Um, but, yeah, so – and then the next day I wake up to a text at 9 a.m. saying, basically, you know, tournament's been canceled. You can pack up and go home. It was the right thing to do. So – Fast forward three months, here we are, we're going to have, you know, these women playing and, and they've been, they've been doing the responsible thing. They've put together a team. They've, you know, they've been doing their research and it's going to be broadcast on some form of CBS, if not CBS, I think toward the end. Um, and I think people are jonesing for live sports. So I think they're, they're, it's a guinea pig thing. You don't, you don't, you don't know how it's going to go, but I think that they're, they're doing it responsibly. They're taking temperatures. They've got doctors involved. And I, I bravo to them for paving the way. Um, I, I hope it, it opens up more opportunities. I hope things slowly start to phase back in. And I think even I saw a news story a little while back that Texas was going to maybe start having some live outdoor sports with 25% of the bodies that they can have there. I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, when we go back, we have to wear masks. It, it wouldn't surprise me to see a bunch of people, you know, that first night, the, the giveaway will be Republic masks. And instead of throwing out towels to everyone, everyone will have their face mask on. Would that be horrible in a 100 degree day sitting outside with a face mask on? Absolutely. Um, you know, I know I can work through a mask if I have to, because you see reporters on TV doing it all the time. Um, but I also thought, how weird is it going to be? Because they did ask me to stay on even without the crowd initially before they canceled the tournament, announcing to an empty, you know, an empty arena 
the only people there were going to be the players, the coaches, the refs. Um, but they asked me and the DJ to stay on. I thought this is going to be really weird. Um, because I feed off of the fans. Their energy is what fuels me. So um, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that, you know, that the, the women are going to try it. And I love that it's women that are, that are doing it first. But um, those ladies are, are rock stars. I mean, if, if you want, I, I get more excited to watch the Women's World Cup than I do the men's. And rightfully so. I mean, the, the women's national team is, is, is just fire. I mean, they're great. Um, and they're hardcore, those women. They fall, they get down, they don't flop. They, they bleed, they get back up, and they keep playing. So. No whining. No, no whining. No crying in baseball. There's no crying in soccer, apparently, too. No, right? no, there's none. I am anxious to see what happens, and, and I will definitely tune in in, in June when they, when they play. With them being the first, the first sport essentially in America to restart and it's soccer and it's women, do you think that that could have a potential impact um, to the future of women's sports? Possibly. I mean, it's really, it's really weird. I, I don't know why. I mean, the men's teams always have always drawn more. I mean, like I said, I spent nine years working with the WNBA and um, it, the, well, I mean, I don't, back then the Kings weren't pulling very many either, you know, but, um, and I don't, I don't know why they don't pull more, you know, it's not as showboaty, I guess. There's definitely a difference in in style of play. Um, but the women's national team draws a good crowd. So, um, I, I hope that, you know, a lot of people say soccer is not, there's not enough action. I mean, you literally could play for 90 minutes and no one scores a goal. But it's still, I still love to watch the athletes do their thing. Um, you know, sure, I'd like, I like to see the goal, but hey, I'll, I'll, I'll watch when it comes down to a, to a shootout at the end. I'm, I, I always hated having to take a, being one of the, the five when they picked the five to do the PKs. I hated being one of them because that's a lot of pressure. Um, but it is edgier seat like watching. Um, I get excited when that happens to the, to the bigger teams, not to me. <laughs> yeah, it's always exciting to see also when that happens. And, and like, you don't really support either team. You're just kind of watching just for fun. It, it's, always, uh, it's always much more enjoyable, I think, than, than when it's, you know, your own team. <laughs> World Cup was always fun to go out and watch. Even if it wasn't the U.S. playing, yeah, I'd go watch all the U.S. matches. But I just loved watching. I mean, people in other countries go nuts for soccer. and. Um, I love seeing how it's, how it's, you know, it continues to grow in Sacramento. And I think it's just a sport that we, a lot of us can relate to because a lot of people grew up playing soccer and it's something you can enjoy with your kids. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it, it has that power to really unite communities. You know, you bring people from like everywhere, you know, up to, to watching a game, uh, world cup club teams as well too. You see people from all around too. So it's, it's great. And I think it's, it's definitely one of the more diverse sports, I, I would imagine, you know, if we look at like different nationalities of like different players uh, all across the board. So it's, it's awesome. I take a lot of pride with being affiliated with Republic because I, when I see all the stuff that they do within the community, um, it makes me feel good to be associated with them. And, um, you know, I've sat back and, and I see all the, the posts, uh, social media and stuff when they're delivering 
like throughout this whole pandemic thing, they were delivering food to people and uh, they're just very involved with the community. And, and I've been in Sacramento since 98. It's been about 22 years now. And um, so this is home to me. You know, I've spent half my life um, here in Sacramento. So this is home and um, I'm very proud. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I like living here. Will I spend the rest of my life here? Probably not unless the ocean gets closer. But, um, but I, I love to see, um, the team doing great things in the community and I, and they continue to do that. Yeah. Like recently they, they were fundraising that really cool scarf that actually they just, yes, everyone, I, I got mine too. And, you know, it's awesome that they do those things as well. You know, that, you know, that all that money they're donating to, towards this great cause of, uh, buying meals for those uh, who need them right now. So it's, it, it was a really neat thing to, to see them. I know John interviewed uh, some of the staff uh, who were involved in that too. So it's something that, you know, you don't really see much. I think in a lot of different other uh, sporting teams around here, also maybe in, anywhere else in the state, really. I don't think I've ever seen a, a team be that involved with their community. And, and the fans are super involved too. I mean, they have people designing logos for shirts and i remember when they did the the spray paint you know uh before one of the matches they had all the the art and stuff and i just i love how involved not only do they support the community the community supports them and it's it's truly a family atmosphere um i think there's the passion goes both ways so jamie uh, what would you say is the or how has the experience been like for you to be one of the few women who, you know, have broken into the men's game as a PA? Um, it's, you know, it's so funny because I never really thought about the fact that I was one of the few women doing it. Um, and, um, you know, I hope we get to a point one day where it's no big deal to get to go to a game and, and hear um, a, a woman over the microphone. I know that I mentioned bucket list earlier and Final Four being one of them. <clears throat> but I'd love to do the NFL. Um, I'm a huge NFL fan. Um, and also I'd love to do the Olympics. And I, I there's no, I, I'm a hundred percent positive. There's not one woman in the NFL and that's not why I want to do it. I just really love the game. Um, but I, I, I don't mind paving the way. I kind of like it. Um, it's fun. I've always been um, kind of a ham kind of uh, attention seeker. Um, and when I was a kid, I used to play, you know, DJ and do like talk shows, but get my, my tape recorder out and I'd interview my friends and we would make, I remember, I think we were making toast or something and you can hear someone yelling in the background, the toast is burning. So I've always kind of been, you know, um, someone who likes to put on a show and look at me, look at me. So um, I don't mind the attention, um, but I really truly do love the competition, I love to watch um, the game and to be a part of it is, is, is really special. And I, I hope that more women, uh, you know, gravitate toward this field. And I hope that people stop hearing gender. They just hear a voice that, that excites them or, you know, kind of, I don't, I don't just a voice. I just want to be this voice that they connect with regardless of the fact that I'm a woman or, you know, whatever. Um, cause 
I know some people don't want to hear a woman. They're like, oh, I hear my wife nag all the time. Um, I just, I, I don't want to be that nagging voice. I want to just be your infotainment. That's a good way to put it. I mean, for, for, you, for you and Ronell, I think in all of sports, um, I think you and Ronell were the first two women to participate at the PA level. Um, Ronell with the Giants and you with not just the Monarchs, but everything else. I think that is a, um, is quite the feat, the accomplishment. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's exciting. I've had a lot of people tell me I sound like her. Um, that's great because she's, she's amazing. So um, I'll, I'll take it as a compliment. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't had an opportunity to meet Ronell yet, but um, you know, I know she's probably missing being behind the mic at the Giants games right now. Um, I, I know it was probably a challenge for her when she got there. Probably, you know, people were surprised to hear a, a female voice. Um, but you, you, they start to grow on you and they become a part of it. And then one day when they're not there, you miss them. So, um, you know, I, I, I hope that, you know, fans that feel a connection, um, feel my enthusiasm, feel my love, feel, you know, feel, you know, my passion for not only the club, but, but for the game. Um, <clears throat> but that, that's all you want to do is, is connect with them and, and try to be as accurate as possible. Um, you know, I try to give 110% every single time I go out there, even if I don't feel 110%, I, I try to do 110%. Yeah. And, and I think that I can probably speak for, for all of the Republic fans, but we really get pumped up, you know, every time, you know, the game's about to start and like you're out there, you know, like naming the, the player names and just, you know, getting pumped up for that, like, uh, first uh, minute of the game. So yeah, I, I, it's it's really amazing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it, it is nice to hear it. The great thing about the setup, how we have it at Papa Murphy's is we literally are arm's length away from the back row of fans, right? Kind of in the middle um, on the side where all the cameras are. And you can reach out and touch them. I'm often having conversations with the, you know, the couple that's sitting directly in front of me and some of the people um, just off to the side of me, I've gotten to know over the years because the same people were sitting there, you know, game after game after game and, they'll renew their, their season tickets and they'll stay there. I mean, they're good seats. Um, and I think if I were to get seats, that's probably where I'd want to sit too, because you literally hear the behind the scenes stuff, but it's still, you're still dead center. And maybe you're not right on top of the action, but um, you see everything and you've got, you got a great view of the TVB off to the side. Um, while I think that would be a blast to be sitting there, I might have a headache by the end of the game. There's a lot of, there's a lot of chanting and drums banging the whole time, but they're having the time of their lives. Like these 90 minutes are going to be everything. And that is going to be time well spent. And I, if I wasn't working in a game, I would truly want to experience sitting there and just being crazy for 90 minutes straight. They do make wireless mics now. They have wireless mics. We could we could throw you over that way. <laughs> could you imagine that? That would be that would be entertaining. I, I you know it's funny. There was a point before we had the on the on the you know on the field guy uh, Connor and a couple of people before him. I used to have to literally run down there at halftime in the first couple of years that I was there, and that was horrible to me because I told you I like to be heard and not seen. So now I'm not only are people staring at me, um, 
I had to put earplugs in because of the um, delay. And I don't know if you've ever worked with delay. It's a nightmare because now Connor, I think has um, a speaker in his ear. Like he can hear in real time, but you literally will be talking and seven seconds later, what you just said is now coming to you. So now you find your brain starts listening and you start talking slower. It just, you, it, I couldn't do it. I'm like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. And I'm out of breath. I will have to, I literally had to run downstairs and I'm like, I feel stupid. So thank God for the MC because especially after I tore my ACL, I'm like, I can't do it anymore. So you're going to have to have someone else do it. <laughs> There. I'll just sit up here. But, just stay yeah. here and, and heal. Yes. And I honestly, I, I definitely, one of these days, want to get over and sit with the TBB. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like I sit with the TBB. I've been sitting there for like past two years. And yeah, it's it's something really cool, especially, you know, once you get to memorize the chants and all that, it's nonstop fun. Any minutes too. Uh, I, I always like to always stand, not sit at a game because I feel like, you, you get to experience more of the game and it's just a different vibe, you know, especially being the, the game of uh, soccer where, you know, you got things happening every single second, pretty much. You um, make, yeah. they, the Tower Bridge Battalion makes the game look so much fun. If you were to see that just on TV, <laughs> it's electric. And I love the bear. The bear that's running around. The, is it Rave Bear? Uh, Rave Bear. Oh my God, I love the bear. I just want to hug the bear. It, the bear might be stinky and sweaty. I don't know. Oh, he's not. He's, he's, he's clean. He's clean. Okay. I he's almost finished bear. his doctorate. He's almost finished his doctorate. So it's going to be Dr. Rave Bear. Uh, the Smart Bear. I like yeah, that. He's, he's awesome. Smarty Pants Bear. Yeah. So we're really stoked for him. And uh, congratulations to you, Rave Bear, if you're listening to this. Um, do you think the soccer culture in Sacramento will change once MLS is part of our community and embedded? I, I hope, I hope it just continues to grow. And I, I think that, um, you know, when things get up and running, I, I truly feel like it's going to draw more people. Um, I love where, I love where it's located, um, where they're, where they're building the stadium. I mean, it's literally two blocks from where I work. So it's awesome. I can walk. Um, the plans are gorgeous. Um, and I, I think it's, I think it's just, it's going to draw more people. And I think, um, I hope people continue to be as excited and as passionate as, as they have been. I mean, they were packing the place when it was over at the college. So there's no reason why they can't fill those stands every single match. Um, and I think the, the, the team that puts together, the entertainment, you know, there's, there's so much more than just a, you know, a, a soccer game being played. There's, there's a whole show being put on, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into every single match and a lot of thought and a lot of time spent, um, you know, there's scripts we're reviewing and there's, you got to, you know, half time and you got to think about pregame stuff. And, um, and I think, you know, with all the, the food trucks and the beer, I think, if the atmosphere continues to be as exciting as it is and you pump it up even more, it's just going to continue to flourish. And I, I, I really look forward to it. Yeah. I think the, the buy of the stadium is going to be really amazing. In fact, I would even put it uh, just a step above LAFC and, and you know what the experience 
It's like they're um, going to a game and listening to their supporter squad. Like I, I would put it uh, a little bit over over them, but yeah, it, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be, I think, like no other experience, at least in Northern California, sport-wise. Is I'm pretty sure I, I could see it that way. Um, I could tell that the Sacramento was passionate back in 2014 when, obviously, you know, leading up to the championship and all the rallies that were going on before, because I got to MC a few of them and seeing the fans pack the streets was, you knew that I hadn't seen that before. The only other time I had seen that was after the Monarchs won the championship and they had the, um, like the parade for them down to city hall and people came out like crazy. And Sacramento is when you, especially when you're winning, they, they love it. And, and I, I've seen the support. It hasn't wavered. So I, I hope that building this beautiful, you know, new stadium and um, all, all that's going into it. Um, I, I, I think that, I think that the community will appreciate it. Um, and I, I think it would, it would definitely be a, a light for Sacramento. So. Yeah. Well, we're excited. And, you know, we just, we're just hoping to already start seeing, you know, that first, like round of construction already happened because we, we you know we're still kind of out there wondering if uh if you know there's going to delay things or whatnot but you know here's fingers crossed that we actually do join in 2022 as is planned uh if not then i guess we have to wait until after the world cup to to see our team at mls yeah i i know we're in such an uncertain time right now i try to I try to just be optimistic. I'm trying being one of those glass half full kind of people for, for the first time. Um, at first, I'll be honest. At first, when when there was a little pause, I was like, okay, I need I need a break right now because I'm go 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 year round. I go from one sport to the next in addition to my regular job. And at first, I because I didn't know how long it was going to be, and here we are three months later, and now I'm losing my mind. I'm going nuts. And I I, I miss it. I mean, I miss it for a multitude of reasons. Um, but um, I just, I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish there was a timetable. I wish someone could say, on this date, we will resume. Um, but, you know, you, one day it looks positive, And then the next day, they oh, in the fall, a second wave is going to come. It's like, oh, my God, stop. Stop. Just let so, us go. Just, yeah. I mean. I feel like at this point, it's like, okay, well, if I want to put myself in that position, and if I'm willing, then, then I will go. And if I don't want to, I will stay home. I will watch on TV. I will. So I, I hope we get to that. Um, but again, it's, it's all about safety. And um, if the players are willing, like these women seem to be willing to come back and play in June. And it, I, I think, Fingers crossed, all goes well, and you then maybe it's going to lead to more. All right, so we are now going to transition into rapid fire, Jamie. So here's how this is going to work. You get five questions. You can pass one, ah! uh, and you won't know the next question until you answer the one that you've been asked. So, so there's five right questions. and wrong answers? They're, they're just random fire, rapid fire. So they're going to be questions about you. We're going to ask you five questions. You have okay. to think of, give us your best answer or what you think might be the uh, possibility for it. So today's rapid fire is brought to you by New Glory Beer. 
Check them out online at newglorybeard.com or visit one of their locations that are, that are open now in Sacramento or Granite Bay today for some great beer and awesome dishes. So question number one, Jamie, most embarrassing PA experience? I'm sure I've said, accidentally said the word breast, breast awareness instead of breast health awareness or something. It was, I mean, embarrassing PA, probably mispronouncing someone's name. Is, is always a bad thing for me. I don't like doing that or if I get a name wrong. I'm very particular with names. This is not rapid fire. I'm explaining myself, but I would say mispronouncing a name. It's only uh, uh, Rob gave us the same answer too. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. He, he named some examples too. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I had a mic open once and dropped an F-bomb. If that makes you feel better. Oh. <laughs> Is that, is that a better answer for you? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's really good. <laughs> that's a good one. I got hit in the head with a ball and dropped an F-bomb. Couldn't hit the cough button fast enough, huh? There was no cough button. It was on, off, on, off. And it was not that long ago. It was at a, it was at a basketball game. Was it, the, was it the opposing team, at least? Or? No, I literally, the ball got tossed out and you're sitting courtside. There's, and it's usually, a, and I probably went, oh, and then it was that, yeah. Oh, well. I don't know that many people heard it, but I did. <laughs> it's ingrained. It's ingrained in the brain. Yeah. Maybe it was loud enough worse, sudden here. I had worse experiences, I think, in broadcast radio. So that were more humiliating than as a PA announcer. Yeah. On the bright side, no one really sees you when, when you're in radio, right? So that's, that's the good, that's the only good thing, right? <laughs> It was good until they put cameras in the room and they were broadcasting on TV at one point. I did not like that. I, again, oh. like to be heard, not seen. Yeah. No. We, can, we can relate to that, right, John? <laughs> uh, so what would you say is your favorite uh, Republic moment? Uh, it would, I mean, definitely winning the championship and, and, and getting to hold, you know, getting to hold the cup. And um, it's hard to beat winning. I mean, I have, I'm looking at my ring from that year right now. So yes, winning the championship in 2014. Winning goes a long way. Um, it, it really does. Who wins the best of five series between the U.S. women's national team and the U.S. men's national team? Best of five, who wins? Women's, without hesitation. Every single time they will win. I would always put the money on the women. In soccer. Especially if we talk about like World Cup qualifying, right? If we do that, then it'll probably be five nil. <laughs> Luis, Luis, calm yes. down. <laughs> calm down. You know, it, I mean, it's it's, it's what so we get for not qualifying, right? Now. Um, what player would you say in any of your PA jobs have you had the greatest time watching them in their craft? I really enjoyed, and and I guess I'm I'm just because it was so recent. Um, when I get to work with Pac-12, um, the women's, the women's tournament and Sabrina Ionescu, and she, I watched her entire career because I've been with them for a long time. And, you know, I've, I've seen, I've seen girls that have risen through CIF who are in in the WNBA now. So that's one nice thing about doing various levels, but Sabrina is just amazing. Um, amazing to watch and I have a lot of respect for her when, you know, watching her when she spoke at, at Kobe's memorial service. And it, that takes a lot 
So I, I enjoy her as a player and I think she's, she seems like an outstanding individual as well. What four players from any time in the history of soccer would you build a team around? Ooh. Oh, God. Well, I, I see. I, I'm still very partial to the U.S. women's national team. I Go mean, I, I, I would probably, you know, you've got, um, I think Megan Rapinoe's pretty good. I mean, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll go with strictly field play. Um, <clears throat> I love Hope Solo. Um, of course, I like all these controversial figures. I'm starting to figure out now. Um, I, I like uh, I like Carly Lloyd. And let's go back to Brandy Chastain. Let's throw in some old school. There you go. We had a had a good conversation with her a couple of weeks back. So uh, Brandy, and she's now back in Sacramento as part of the board of directors for the California Storm. So that's cool uh, that she'll be around more often. So that you, you made it. No no passes and pretty pretty easy. I think uh, we'll have to we'll have to fix some of these questions and make them more uh, controversial. I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, you didn't you did make me have to think though. It's too early. That's to part think. of it. It's it, it is early. <laughs> Um, and then we have a few more questions and we'll, we'll let you finish the rest of your day. Um, a reboot question. We're, uh, we're proud to be partnered with a nonprofit organization called reboot. Um, their sole mission is to provide cleats for those who, uh, don't have the opportunity to get them. So they have teamed up in Sacramento with street soccer, USA, Sacramento, and with the California storm to help provide cleats for, um, underserved youth. But a question for, um, reboot is, We've all had a moment in life that we've had to start over or correct ourselves like a mulligan in golf. Can you share the moment you had to have a reboot, whether it was life, sporting or academic? Hmm. Well, I would say, I would say in life, um, I think it was almost, it's been about a year and a half. I decided uh, to take control of my fitness level and my nutrition. And I didn't like where I was. Um, I didn't like where I was physically. I felt, um, I wanted to work on that and I probably weighed more than I had ever weighed, um, and decided it was time to do something because I was working out, working out, working out, nothing was happening. I was working out five days a week and nothing was changing. So I, um, enlisted the help of a nutrition coach through a program and I lost 50 pounds and I just continued to, to do it. And I think I'm at, I'm 47 and I'm in the best shape of my life. I, my, my body fat is the lowest it's ever been. I feel good. I finally feel like my outside matches my inside uh, in terms of how I felt. Like I always have been a very happy person, a positive person. Um, but being single for so long, I couldn't figure out, I'm like, well, why am I still single? Well, you know, I just, I think um, now everything's kind of lining up and with all this free time I've had, I'm like, Hey, now I finally have time to date cause I'm not working so much. So um, I had to, I, I rebooted my life in that sense. I, um, I, like I said, I feel better than ever. Like all, all the engineers would do, they just unplug things and then plug it back in, you know, count to 10, plug it back in and it works. So that's kind of what I feel like I did. I, I rebooted that way. and. Um, I'm just, I'm trail running now. I'm, I'm using this free time that we're having through this pandemic to, to get out and, and do more things that I never really get time to do when I'm go, go, go. So 
I'm, I'm trying to appreciate the free time and, and not dwell on it too much. Um, so that's kind of how I re rebooted and it's allowed me to focus too on my voiceover stuff. That's awesome. It's, it's always good to, to have stories like that. And, you know, we're, we're really glad to, to hear that. So it's time for our uh, last call. We have three more questions and here we go. So the first question that we have is actually one of our favorite questions here to, to ask on the podcast, but what does community mean to you? Community is to me, it's, it's, it's a sense of, it's like a family. Um, it's, it's a, it's a sense. I, I don't know. I feel like my community, my, my people that I work with um, when I go to a Republic match, that's, that's my community. Those are my people. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a family. It's a brotherhood, a sisterhood. It's just, it's a bonding thing. And um, there's, you know, you want to do everything for them that you can within your means. Um, so it's just a sense of belonging. What advice would you give a young woman trying to get into the PA world? Uh, you, you have to be, you have to be persistent. Um, you have to, you just, you got to take chances and, and, and be aggressive and be assertive and put yourself out there. Um, if, if that's something that you, you strive to do, um, reach out to people, you know, I've, I've done it on the internet. I've blindly reached out, um, to people. And most of the, I would say most of the jobs that I have had, all of the jobs that I have had have been with the exception of one have been, um, someone that I met, I networked with along the way. So I worked somewhere for nine years. Those people went off to different, you know, venues and brought me in because they were familiar with my work. Um, so it, it is about, it is about what, you know, obviously you've got to have the skill to back it up or they're not going to give you a job. Um, but surround yourself with like-minded people, put yourself in that atmosphere, ask, Hey, do you mind if I shadow you? You know, can I, you know, practice, watch sports on TV and PA a game, you know, I mean, shoot, there's all kinds of games right now. You could just turn on a bunch of, you know, put it on mute and, and do your own game. Um, it's, you just have to surround yourself, you know, put yourself in that place, reach out to people. Don't be afraid and go for it. Just do it. That's awesome. Awesome. So Jamie, how can people find out what you're up to and also, you know, stay on top of any new and interesting assignments that you have? Um, I'm on social media. Uh, I, I do have a Twitter account that I, that I use. I, I don't, I try not to abuse it and put out stupid stuff. Um, occasionally there's the cute dog photo that comes across because that's my, my biggest passion are my pugs. Um, but, um, so I'm on Twitter at Jamie coffee. Uh, I also have a website, which is strictly business. Um, it is jamiecoffee.com, J A I M E C O F F E E.com. A lot of people are like, how do you spell Jamie? That was my one fear when I had to come up with my, my URL. I'm like, everyone thinks my name is Jaime. And I, I can't tell you how many times when people pick up the phone that don't know me in my other job, they're like, I, they always call me Mr. Coffee first because they think I'm Jaime. And I'm like, and then they get me on the phone and they're like, I am so sorry. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Jamie is my professional name. Um, it is not the name I was born with, but it is the name I've used professionally since the mid nineties. So I continue to use it. 
Um, but I feel it's funny. I feel like more of a Jamie. I turn around whenever I hear, you know, Jamie and, and I can always tell who knows me how by what they call me. If you, if you grew up with me, then you call me by my, my birth name. But if you met me professionally, which is most of the people that I surround myself with, it's Jamie. So I, maybe I should legally change my name. I don't know. But yeah, jamiecoffee.com or on Twitter. I'm also on, I have a, a Facebook page, but I'm really bad about posting on my business page for Facebook. Is, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious too, is coffee your, your actual last name or is that also part of the professional name? It is professional. Uh, it is It is all professional. I um, A lot of people in broadcast, and like I said, I, I started in broadcast, right? So um, I ended up with the name Jamie Coffee. Here's how, here's the quick and dirty on that. Um, when I started in radio, I used my real name, but then I turned into Jamie Bond when I first went on the air. Because um, when I started, I was just behind the scenes, right? And I was in news. So I just had gotten out of college, got this gig doing news for five bucks an hour with a college degree. Eh. Uh, but then when I went into music radio, I thought I needed a cool name. So we let the people in the bar come up with my name and I became Jamie Bond. That's how Jamie was born. Then I switched radio stations in the same market and they paired me with this guy and his name was Jerry Hart. And he also used to work with Rennell in San Francisco. After he and I split ways, he went to the Bay Area. I stayed here. He went to the Bay Area and worked with Rennell. Um, but he was her second. He was used to being in charge. I and mean, he was her news, kind of her news guy, I think, or something, or her sidekick. Um, but they said, would you mind changing your last name to Coffee? And I said, no, because Bond's not my real last name. So sure, I don't care. Because he had already established himself in the market in Fresno. And it was heart and coffee in the morning. And it just made sense for a morning show with the last name Coffee. So for most of my professional career, whether it was in radio or doing sports, I was Jamie Coffee, And it just made sense to continue using it. I even use it in my nine to five or my eight to five job now because I've always, I've worked with the media people for so long. That's who they know me as. So to change my name would be weird. So I very rarely use my legal name. Although I always tell people when they hire me, Jamie does the work, but you can write Jennifer the check. So my real name is Jennifer. I like Jamie Coffee. It goes it goes along, right? It's we drink fun. coffee, especially if you're doing morning shows. You get you get coffee in the morning, and it, yeah, I do enjoy coffee. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, I love your last name." I'm like, "Thank you." So I just, <laughs> you know, it it is what it is. I I I've gotten used to it. Um, I feel like that's who I am, and it's almost like my personality. And I can switch it, you know, it's maybe I'm schizophrenic, I don't know, or, or multi-personality, you know, I, I don't know, but I really feel more like a Jamie than a Jennifer at this point in my life. I've got your new podcast ready for you. It's Coffee with Coffee, and you go to different coffee spots in Sacramento. I like it. And I do love a good cup of coffee. I, I cannot function without it. That is literally the first thing I do is fire up my espresso machine in the morning. There you go. See, we figured it out. So new podcast coming, Coffee with Coffee. <laughs> awesome. So, JB, thank you for uh, taking the time to join us today. We really appreciated it. Uh, we hope to have the opportunity, though, to chat again soon once uh, soccer is uh, back here in Sacramento Live. 
Yes. And please come say hello. I, I, you know, whenever we're at a match, I, I come on up and say, hi, please. I, I love to, to meet the fans. And, you know, I feel like I'm up there with my leash on cause I've got my headphones on and my, cause I tend to wear a headset um, rather than use a stick mic, but, um, and I'm, I'm tethered to it, but I, I love when fans come up and that's the great thing about having this open, you know, area that I work in is, is the ability to, to interact with fans. So please come say hello. Well, I am one of those fans who sits right underneath you. So um, I'll make sure to turn around every once in a while and do some air fives and stuff. Please do. Please do. Come on. Up. Awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> appreciate you giving us the time this morning. We hope you have a, a good rest of the day and, and enjoy the Sunday. It shouldn't be too hot. Yes. I am going to go enjoy some beer and baby goats. That's on my, that's on my agenda for today. So you're beer heading out to Lincoln. Nice. This podcast now is powered by Reboot. Reboot is a nonprofit organization whose sole purpose is to help more kids play soccer, while at the same time creating opportunities for people to practice generosity, empathy, and leadership. Check them out at Reboot.Soccer, where you can find out more ways to be a part of this amazing program and help reboot your community today. So if you guys are on social media, um, as you guys all know, you guys can find us in the three major social media platforms. On Facebook, we can be found under Sacktown FC Podcast for our page. We also have a group called Sacramento Soccer Fans. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find us on both on as at Sacktown FC. And if you play video games, you can also... Whoa, 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 whoa. You're jumping the gun here. You forgot to mention our fabulous partners, the California Storm. You can check them online at calstormsoccer.com. You could also find them on Instagram and Twitter at the handle at calstormsoccer. And they're also on Facebook at the majestic name California Storm. So check them out today. Make sure you give them some appreciation and love. They're trying to get a fall season set up. So stay tuned for what is ahead for the California storm. All right. You may continue on your video game rant and you're talking about Fortnite professionalism. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I got, man, I can't, I can't just can't believe we keep forgetting about their segment too, but we'll have to put that at the top of our notes. So we remember that every time. Uh, yeah. So in video game news, um, you can be found on Twitch, your home, you know, for live uh, gaming you can be found there at Sacktown FC. On Xbox, we can be found Sacktown FC as well. Um, I play FIFA 20, sometimes Fortnite too, but if you want to challenge me, you can challenge me on either. But, you know, if you probably play against me on Fortnite, you're probably going to win easy. So FIFA 20 is probably where it's best at. So please, please send me a message if you want to challenge me. On PlayStation, we can be found at Sacktown underscore FC. John plays in that account. He plays FIFA 20. If you want to challenge him, please, please send him a message as well. So we'll take any challenges on, on both platforms. On Twitch, don't forget about our friends, uh, the Soccer Cooligans. They are doing live uh, Twitches of Bundesliga. So check them out too, um, Soccer Cooligans. Oh, cool. Yeah, ch- check them out too. Uh, really cool guys. Uh, we actually did an interview with them. This was probably like two months ago if I remember uh, correctly too so if you guys want to check that out and we are actually um, trying to probably get a youtube live set up with them too so be on the lookout for that 
Um, you guys can also find us on our website, sacktownfc.com. You can find all of our episodes. Uh, you can also find the episodes for Sacktown and Mekis, which is our uh, Liga Mekis uh, series of pods. Uh, we interview players that have played at Liga Mekis. Really cool players, uh, really cool interviews as well. So please check that out. Um, they are in Spanish, though. So if you know Spanish, if you're learning Spanish, then uh, we welcome you to check them out. Um, we do have some. We actually, we, we do have one episode right now in English. Uh, once the season kicks back in, we are planning on doing more episodes each week where we review um, the week by week of the league in English. But for the meantime, most of the players speak Spanish, so we are um, doing interviews in Spanish uh, right now. You can also find our our section called Soccer Pools, which is our co-hosts uh, Seth Kasipli's. Uh, soccer column. Uh, it's really great. He talks about anything going on really in the soccer world. Really interesting uh, articles really t talking about uh, maybe like the latest thing going on in, in the soccer um, community too is, is what he's been writing lately. You can also find out more information on the squadron, which is our form of a supporters group. You can find out all the different membership levels that we have to offer and all the amazing perks that we have on there. Uh, it's, it's really cool. And, you know, as we always say, you know, it helps support our podcast, helps us grow a little bit more each day. And, we, you know, we really appreciate to everyone who's uh, joined that as well. Um, one last thing, you can also contact us on that page. If you guys have questions, if you guys have comments, if you guys have uh, maybe feedback that you guys want to get to the show, on maybe things we can improve, on maybe things you'd like to see on the show as well, please let us know. Uh, we are actively reading all your comments as they come through, so please feel free to, to reach out to us through the website as well. So that's all we have for today's episode. Again, a special thanks to Jamie Coffey for taking the time to join us this morning. And as we always say, please, special thanks to all of you listening to us right now. Uh, thank you for all your support. Thank you for all those comments you guys leave us. It's really amazing. And, you know, it really helps us grow day by day just to read your comments and just to, you know, better better our product that we are offering uh, to you here. Um, also, please make sure to subscribe, whatever you can subscribe. Um, there's different podcast platforms where you can follow us, where you can um, turn your alerts on to receive notifications every time we post a new podcast. So please do check that out on your favorite platform. And also give us positive comments wherever you're able to leave um, positive comments or where you're able to leave reviews in general. Uh, one of those spots being Apple Podcasts. I know we do get a lot of people listening on that platform. We really appreciate everyone who's uh, left us a comment uh, or even just the rating on there. Uh, it really helps us grow that much more on that platform and on any platform that accepts reviews because. You know, our goal is to just keep improving. We want more people to listen to our content and that helps us uh, go up in the charts, which is, uh, you know, our, one of our goals is to, to get more listeners uh, throughout the country. And please check out our episodes at sagtonfc.com again. If you're listening to us right now um, through one of your favorite podcast platforms, uh, that is another alternative too. If, if you choose to listen to it without opening an app, you could just open... Uh, our website on your phone and you would be able to listen to the episodes there as well. So 
thank you everyone again for listening to us today and have a great day thank you everybody and don't forget to check our uh, scarves out at roughneckscarves.com and we will be posting a link um, every day for you to go through and purchase this is limited edition to 50 i think we've sold 20 so far so please uh, make sure you get those scarves ordered until next time cheers everybody